This is Crime Connections, and we're your hosts. I'm Jackie. And I'm Leah. Today we are coming to you with a somewhat local case brought to us by the victim's daughter. On Saturday, March 25th, 2023, in Columbus, Ohio, police were dispatched to the Ohio Health Riverside Methodist Hospital at approximately 12.16 a.m. It was reported that a man had come in with a gunshot wound. In accordance with legal protocols, hospitals are bound by duty to promptly report violent injuries such as bullet, gunshot, or stab wounds to the local law enforcement. I didn't know that. Yeah, because even if it's an accident, it has to be reported. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. In case it isn't an accident yeah. and they're lying sort of thing. Or if they're lying and they don't, they don't want to get a rival gang in trouble. Or, you know, like, right. not in trouble, but they want to take care of it themselves mm-hmm. sort of thing. This obligation is rooted in the preservation of evidence in the in the broader quest for justice, like we were just saying. Mm-hmm. The incident involved 46-year-old Travis Rush and his wife, Heather Hardwick, who found themselves in the unsettling scenario of their vehicle in the Family Dollar Tree store parking lot on northeast side of Columbus. The sudden jarring sound of a gunshot pierced the night, revealing that Travis had been shot. Heather, when questioned by authorities, recounted that the couple had been driving around in search of food when the tragic incident occurred. So was he only shot one time? Correct. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It kind of, from what I read and researched and talked with the daughter, it seems that he, they heard the noise before he felt it sort of thing. And like, oh, okay. Like he yeah. heard it and was like, what was that? And then looked down. Looked and down he and shot. he had been shot. Yes. Oh, that's terrifying. Initial assessments at the Northside Hospital suggested that Travis was expected to survive his injuries. However, despite the hopeful prognosis, the unthinkable transpired 13 days later on April 7th of 2023 at 4.42 p.m. when Travis succumbed to his injuries and passed away. Hmm. Regrettably, seven months have passed since, and the case remains a mystery. There really is no suspects, no arrests, no nothing. So the wife didn't see anything she just heard the shot and then saw yeah, that they Travis both, had been because it was shot. so late yeah now also something i want to mention is so it's saturday march 25th 2023 at midnight mm-hmm. or 12 a.m yeah so i don't know if technically they were out friday night oh okay you know what I'm like into saturday it, yeah and then yeah. because it's technically the next day they're calling it saturday yeah. the 25th so they were in this parking lot, but the, the store wouldn't have been open. No, I did look up the hours of the store, and it was closed at 9. Hmm. So And they were searching for food, like, to go get food? Yeah, like, you know, like, and they were just a late hanging night snack out type thing. in the parking lot. Yeah, it, it, there's a lot of things that really don't make sense. Yeah. Because like, why would you pull over mm-hmm. in the parking lot of a closed store? I don't know. Now, despite the efforts to uncover more details to make significant progress, the investigators appear to have reached an impasse. They have no idea what is going on. And it also doesn't help that there's only one witness, the wife. And she has little to no information. I don't know. Already sounds like super sketchy Mm -hmm. to pull over randomly Mm -hmm. into an abandoned parking lot of a store that's closed. And then he happens to get shot. Just, I'm just saying, just seems like a more or less like a setup to me. Yeah. To like be there. Yeah. Because that is very like wrong place, wrong time. And that's just a crazy coincidence to exactly. just 
I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree. So, Travis was born on January 25th, 1977. He was a loving father, son, and friend, known for his warm personality and ability to bring joy to those around him. He had a very goofy personality, from what I could tell, uh-huh. and he was just the guy to be around. Like, yeah. he, I, he brought light to the situation. Yeah. You know, he often was described as just a very goofy, always very playful. I read in multiple comments that, you know, where um, he used to live with his family, mm-hmm. like, a quite a few years ago that he would always start like food fights just to bring a oh, goofiness to the family you know what yeah. i mean like he knew how to bring a good time yes that's um, good he is truly missed by so many of his family members and i'm can't even imagine yeah. the un the unknown of it like my dad passed away almost five years ago i have answers mm-hmm. and it still sucks yeah so i cannot imagine not knowing yeah, not knowing answers. what happened and not knowing if you're ever going to know. Yeah, I really can't imagine. So Heather, Travis's daughter, personally reached out to me and our discussions have provided valuable insights into her father's case. Engaging in open conversation with Heather has been enlightening and as she passionately advocates for justice on behalf of her father in her unwavering pursuit of the truth, Heather has taken proactive steps by creating a dedicated Facebook page titled Justice for Trav where she shares updates and seeks support and answers and you know really anything i highly recommend checking it out like i said you'll see a lot of mm-hmm. memories and people talking about him it's very well, cute. she's cute you know yeah. i don't know it's just it's sad to see that all these family members have no answers and they're missing him so much and but it is cool to see all the good memories they have yes. with him. i was gonna say she's just keeping his memory alive but then you, yeah you said it so. yeah During our conversation, Heather has shared additional information from behind the scenes, shedding some light on aspects that may not be immediately reported on. Right. Okay. So it's crucial to note that our approach is firmly rooted in factual reporting. We've said this time and time again. Mm -hmm. We really do take facts over he said, she said type of thing. But in this type of case, there is such little information in the most sensitive way possible to stay that because this is only a one person murder there's just not it's like there's not going to be a lot of information out there the cops have a huge city to take care of and unfortunately it's going to get swept under the rug Mm -hmm. if it's not something that can be immediately solved while we strive to present accurate information it is important to acknowledge that certain statements may lack concrete proof Our reliance on families' accounts underscores the family's perspective, and we refrain from making accusations in the absence of legal facts, establishing responsibility for Travis Rush's tragic death. As the investigation unfolds, our commitment remains steadfast in uncovering the truth and seeking justice for Travis. Now, like I said, we Mm -hmm. typically only really go off of what we can find online uh, through articles and what the police have stated, but with something such as this case, it is such a small case compared to what the size of the well, state, we're giving, city is. We're giving the case a voice, mm-hmm. but we also have to just be careful. Yes. According to his daughter, Heather, Travis and his wife, Heather Hardwick. Now, I don't want people to get confused because Heather is his daughter and Heather also is his, wife. his wife's name. Okay. So from this point on, I'll call his wife Hardwick and his daughter Heather, just to clarify so people are not getting confused. Okay. So Travis and his wife Heather Hardwick reside in the Studio Lodge Columbus, which was a hotel frequently chosen for extended stays. Multiple people, I was talking to his daughter Heather about it, will stay there long term. 
um, not just for a night or two. Yeah, I've heard of those. Yeah. Yeah. So it's one of those types of situations. Mm -hmm. This was positioned about six miles away from the alleged shooting site. Okay, that's not that far. No, it's about a 13-minute drive is what Google said. Okay. Initially, Hardwick asserted that Travis was shot in the Dollar Tree parking lot. However, she later retracted her statement, introducing a new narrative that pointed to a bar as the scene of the incident. Intriguingly, no concrete evidence emerged to substantiate either account. The dissemination of misinformation to the police has not only complicated, but significantly hindered the investigation process. So, hang on. Where did the ambulance pick him up from? They didn't pick him up. He drove. Oh, he drove. Oh, that's right. They drove right. to the hospital, dro- yeah. Ooh. So then there's really no there's evidence of like where. There's literally, like, no trail of where. Correct. So then, adding to the perplexity, Heather possesses a clip from the police radio that raises further questions, and this radio is during the time he was supposedly shot, and the 911 okay. call was called. Okay, I'll play that now. The driver of the vehicle is still here. She stated that it happened at the Oakland Park near the Family Dollar. Uh, I guess that's near the fire department. 1700 block, Oakland Park. Uh, they've been out here for a while and didn't hear anything as far as 43-8. Can we try and maybe get a better location uh, from the driver or uh, maybe a time frame as to when this might have happened? Because they're only a couple blocks away. They would have heard something. Okay. So basically the police are saying like there was a gunshot. We didn't hear anything. If that happened, we would have heard it. Exactly. And I don't know if, I mean, I feel like most people in their lives nowadays have heard a gunshot. Yeah. It, it travels. Yeah. There's no, I feel like there's no way unless there was a silencer or something like that used yeah. that they didn't hear it. Um, and, well, and they would have heard something, mm-hmm. meaning like even if it wasn't a gunshot, it could have been a car backfiring or it could have been like a firework mm-hmm. or something like that but it would have made police be like oh hey what was that what was that that mm-hmm. sounded like a gunshot and police would know better than really anyone mm-hmm. more what a gunshot sounds like so the exactly. fact that they didn't hear anything and they're questioning it yes. yeah so in the recording law enforcement officers appear skeptical of the reported location as the absence of an audible disturbance cast doubt on the accuracy of the provided details either time frame or location yeah this layer of skepticism within the police force adds an intriguing situation because even they are questioning yes. her, as in Hardwick, the wife. The sound of a gunshot is unmistakable, carrying on considerable distance, making it responsible for, to assume that law enforcement in the vicinity would have likely heard gunfire or, like you said, a car backfiring. Yep. Something along the lines where, oh, was that a gunshot or was that firework or what? Like, what was that? Well, and they would have sprung into action. I mean, I know where... If there's a gunshot heard, like we'll say at an apartment complex, mm-hmm. police, they don't go in there thinking like, eh, it might have been, it might not have been. They go in believing it might have been a gunshot and they take yep. all precaution. So if they would have heard a gunshot, they would have responded to see what it was mm-hmm. instead of just being like, eh, what was that? Might have yeah. been a gunshot. Yeah. That's Columbus for you. <laughs> yeah, really. That's not what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of very suspicious that no one no one heard anything yeah and if it was in front of a bar like she said bars at midnight are usually pretty hopping Mm -hmm. so a friday or a saturday yeah and and in columbus very heavy heavily populated Mm -hmm. and no one heard or saw 
Well, and especially, Anything? okay, so let's say it is the bar now. And yeah. it, it would have been even more populated than a family dollar tree that wasn't open. Right. So the more people, the more likely it's going to be yeah. called in. So, yes. like, you're telling me you were at a bar and no one called it yeah. in? You're outside of a bar and not a single person heard or saw anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even if it were in an abandoned store or um, parking lot, someone would have heard something yeah because if you I just google it it's a pretty busy area it's not it doesn't seem out in the middle of nowhere where no one would hear you know what i mean it was pretty busy especially so it's busy enough there's a patrol yeah well and someone's if they driving around if the police are questioning like hearing it that makes me think too the fact that no one else called in and said i think i just heard a gunshot over in this area mm-hmm. that makes it even well and less likely isn't so late you not know, like no. to the point people are i mean yeah a lot of people are sleeping but not not to the point where it was like if it was three in the morning okay yeah i could understand yeah, yeah. like if i heard a gunshot at midnight and it kind of like woke me up out of my sleep i I'd, I'd be like sitting up a little straighter what was that mm-hmm. and wondering if maybe i should call or look into it yeah the fact that no one called it in and nobody else called in telling police they thought they heard a gunshot that's really suspicious mm-hmm. i agree Hardwick's interaction with the police raises additional concerns. According to the family, she allegedly failed a polygraph test, a claim that while lacking concrete evidence, raises eyebrows. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I don't have evidence of this. The cops have not come forward and said this, but this is what the family said. Apparently, Hardwick was going to the family, like, telling all these stories. Yeah. The cops questioned me. I failed my polygraph test. And da 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 That's what Heather was telling me. Okay. Um, So, however, even with... Out considering the polygraph results, the inherent unreliability of Hardwick as a witness becomes apparent due to the inconsistency in her statements and continuously saying one thing and then going back and saying another. Yeah. That's never a good sign for any witness. They cannot stand in trial because of that and they have evidence of her going back. So the rapid shifts in her narrative, retracting and altering details cast out on the accuracy of her accounts in the situation period. Well, and I'm sure it's so frustrating for the family because literally all the information lies with this one person. Mm-hmm. And the cops are going off of one thing and then two weeks later you say another thing. So then everything they just worked on is yeah. out the window. Because well, you're saying it was at the Dollar Tree store. Was there surveillance? We don't know. But then you're saying, nope, it wasn't there. It was at this bar. Was there surveillance there? Well, it might not have been there. I mean. What's going on? Yeah. yeah. It's so, like they don't even know where to start. Exactly. I know. It's terrible. It also is just such a waste of time. That poor family. Time is so important when it comes mm-hmm. to anything yeah and related to crime and when you are wasting people's time Mm -hmm. and efforts and resources it's not good no it's you're hindering the situation so this inherent inconsistency underscores the challenges faced by investigators and piecing together a cohesive incredible understanding of the events surrounding travis's tragic shooting really when it comes down to it that's all there is there's literally two whole entire articles of this of Mm -hmm. local news reporting on it other than that it's nothing nothing has come out the cops haven't said anything nothing and the family is just devastated they are left with no answers they are left with no justice and they have strong opinions on certain things Mm -hmm, i'm sure we are not going into that because yeah i don't want to point fingers at anyone i recommend going and checking their facebook group out and you'll definitely uh, figure out what's going on uh, so based on the situation, there are a few places that my mind goes to mm-hmm. one, which before I say anything, 
We've said this a thousand times. We'll say it a thousand more. No matter what her dad or her stepmom were involved in mm-hmm. or doing or whatever the case, it could be innocent. It could be not innocent. Um, whatever the case may be, you deserve justice. No one deserves to be killed cold blood. Yep. Period. Okay. But my mind goes to two places. One, were they at a drug deal that may have gone wrong, which we have said before, they still deserve justice. Yep. It doesn't matter what they're doing. Unfortunately, we see it often where the public or the police don't typically agree with that statement of yeah. they deserve justice. It's kind of like, oh, there's another one we don't have to worry about. And they kind of just, I mean, I guess they kind of have the mind frame too. It's like, well, she's not she's not talking to them. She's mm-hmm. not cooperating with them. She's the only one that has information that can lead to who killed him. And if she's not going to cooperate and they don't really have any other evidence against her what what are they supposed to do yeah and i just that just uh yeah i feel so bad for the family mm-hmm. it, it 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 sucks it's terrible so then my other theory i guess you could say mm-hmm. or the other place my mind goes to is was he and hardwick the drug dealer did they get caught up in something that's yeah. bigger than they could handle mm-hmm. or did they deal with someone that was a, a drug addict who shot them right was this like a drug addicts way not a drug addict i'm sorry but like a drug dealer's way of teaching a lesson Mm -hmm. and he was like using travis as a way to teach a lesson Mm -hmm. i just yeah so and then basically hart hardwick had to more or less just like shut up or she was next yeah i don't know now i have no evidence against any of this i did ask heather his daughter Mm -hmm. in regards to these things and i i said to her while we were talking you know in the most sensitive way possible could this be a possibility she mentioned that she doesn't believe so just because she would be under the impression if this were true hard work would have come forward by now because it's been so long but i mean people do stupid things and if she's scared of someone else coming after her or something along the lines of that she definitely won't come forward especially because there's no evidence apparently that's pointing to her so, like, if it's not pointing to her, then it's not her business sort of thing. Well, you know what and, I mean? yeah, and if the person who did do this is still kind of, like, making sure that she understands that they're, you know, watching her and that they, they're they still keeping an eye on her, mm-hmm. she's not going to come forward with anything. Exactly. So, I don't know. And, you know, another thing is, were they in a bad area? And maybe that's yeah. mistaken identity. Did the wife do something? And that's why it's not coming forward? Because mm-hmm. she really is the only person... Who could answer these questions? That's what kind of gets me the most is that she's the last person to see him. She's the one that took him to the hospital and she doesn't have any valuable information to give police. Mm -hmm. To me, she's she's 100% hiding something. Oh, for sure. Well, especially even if so, even if the polygraph test thing is not real, even if we take that out of the situation. She still lied about where it was. Like yes. they, they don't have a location like of the you, death yeah. or the the shooting. Like you were there when it happened and you're telling us that you somehow can't remember where mm-hmm. you were and you are the one that called in the you you called nine one one. Yeah. And you're saying Well, I don't know if she called nine one one. I I don't know if they just called nine one one and went straight to the hospital or oh, if they okay. just went straight to the hospital. I don't know. I'm assuming they just went straight to the hospital. But was he but driving? Even, was she driving? Was she like, driving? What is like? I'm but just so if, confused. If, if I were standing there and my husband had been shot, I would call nine one one, 
while driving you to the hospital, I'd be mm-hmm. like, oh my God, let's go. And I'd be calling my 911 yeah, and so saying, prepared for my you. husband's just been shot. We're driving to the hospital. This is where we were. This yeah. is what happened. Yeah. So to drive to the hospital and Without then, saying anything is right, weird. Yeah. And then be like, oh yeah, he was shot. Well, and also was he standing outside of the car and like, were they yeah. out, of, were the out of the car? Were they in the car and he got like, what's the deal? Yeah. Did anyone look at the car? Yeah. Which that brings me to all these questions because it's a lot of questions. Like, First of all, was the car taken in as evidence? Yeah, that's very true. Was it searched and treated as a crime scene? Mm-hmm. Because it, if he was shot in the car, it would be a crime scene. Yeah, his blood would have been, been in, in the car. The car. Yeah. There might have been a bullet if it went all the way through. Yeah. Which is very important evidence, obviously. Did they find any bullets in the two places, the bar or the they family dollar? Tra- no. Did Hardwick, his wife, get treated as a suspect? Was she questioned? Right. I don't know. Were her hands checked for gunshot residue? Did she have to submit any type of, like... Um, DNA, hair, anything? Or, like, toxicology or anything, anything. like that? Was when she was at the hospital? Tested for... Did he get yeah, a toxicology what is the autopsy? Result? Yeah, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of things, because... I think personally, if the toxicology report was ran on him, that mm-hmm. could answer some questions. I agree. I don't know. It's just, like, there's just such little information and the family is not getting any information either according to heather who by the way i want to also mention so when in the articles they mentioned the wife as his girlfriend because they don't have the same last name got so it they okay. mentioned her but i asked heather and they are for sure legally married okay or were, were legally yeah, married yeah and so then that brought up the conversation of when he was in the hospital heather restricted now, this is he said, she said, so take this with a grain, a grain of, salt. of salt. But Heather communicated that Hardwick took all of their rights away when it comes to his their dad. So they weren't allowed to visit him in the hospital. They were not allowed to see him other than like the maybe the first or two, second day. And then after that, That's she took all rights horrible. away and didn't let any of the family visit him. Then right before he passed when it was the doctors were like it's not looking good that's when the she allowed them to go say goodbye pretty much and that was it so the whole time he was in the hospital the two weeks they were sketchy Mm -hmm. like regardless if it's like he said she said that is still very very sketchy very suspicious very manipulative and why why are you doing that yeah are you nervous he's gonna wake up and say something like what is going on that's just horrible yeah it was messed Horrible. up. Horrible. And that poor family. That's like her you want to, yeah. You want to say goodbye. You want to be next to him. Well, I can't imagine. I mean, he. I believe you said it was like 13 days that he was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Yep, 13 days later. I could not imagine for that many days to not be able to go see my father well, and, not only, and not know not be allowed to know exactly what's not, going on and then be called and told oh yeah he's not gonna make it so now you can come on and you can come say goodbye mm-hmm. it's just horrible mm-hmm. absolutely horrible yeah because you know not seeing him is one thing not knowing not, is a whole nother thing not being able to like lay eyes on him and see how he's doing not mm-hmm. being able to go and just be by his bedside regardless if he's gonna make it or not mm-hmm. uh unimaginable unimaginable yeah, i agree so there is such little information that is to the public mm-hmm. in regards to this case, which creates so many questions, as we just said. I hope someone comes forward and gives more information to help aid the yeah. police in finding justice for Travis. Because without that, nothing's going to be solved. It looks there like... There has to be... You would hope 
there has to be at least one person that knows something mm-hmm. because somebody has said something mm-hmm. to them and that person just go tell you can report it anonymously literally do There's it so many so many resources it. yeah where you can be anonymous literally yeah because there's crime stoppers there's yep. a police a lot of the times police departments have yeah. an anonymous tip yeah. line that you can go and do that yeah. call from a payphone when you call, call from like do yeah, anything even when you call in a tip you can say i want to remain anonymous mm-hmm. and they cannot like track force your phone you. they can't force you yeah just turn just give the information because somebody knows something they have to it's not just gonna stay with one person exactly so as always we thank you for listening to crime connections if you would so kindly go please follow share and go like us on facebook at crime connections or follow us on instagram at crime connections pod you can also join in on the discussion of these cases at our new discussion facebook page crime connections podcast discussion board that is a mouthful but for obvious reasons it just makes sense uh if you have any news tips or cases you want us to look into please feel free to email us or dm us we love hearing from you guys again i would recommend going and checking Mm -hmm. out the facebook group they also do have a a thousand dollar reward for any information leading to the arrest of the killer so I recommend yeah, definitely go. going and checking that out. They also have a GoFundMe. I'm not sure what the name of it is exactly, but I will we'll link it all the information yeah. when we upload the episode. So I recommend going and checking it out, going and reading their s- memories and their stories and stuff. It is very heartwarming and tragic to see at the same time just because mm-hmm. of the injustice and them missing their dad and having yeah. no answers. So we thank you guys for listening again. Bye. Bye.